Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, the fight for Joe Rogan and his ability to speak is a red line. We lose it, it's over. Really, if they can cancel Joe Rogan, anybody can be canceled at any time for any reason. Now, I've got the receipts showing you these people are entirely, completely full of crap about everything they're saying. And if Rogan's canceled, then everyone else should be canceled too. CNN and everyone else. I got that. I've got that. those jobs numbers that came out on Friday. One of the reasons I didn't go into detail with them, something shady up with those job numbers. I think some people found out what it was. Those Biden job, oh, jobs numbers really didn't marry up with the ADP payroll numbers. Weird. Remember that one? Loaded show today on a Monday, as always. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Stand up for your digital rights and your privacy. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I want to get into all that, uh, what's going on with the uh, heroic truckers up in Ottawa. And I want to talk about hierarchies. Hierarchies? Yeah, hierarchies and why they matter. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. Let's go, daddy It's showtime, baby. It is. Yes, sure is, man. Been a long weekend. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all of you tuned into my show this weekend. Some of you think it was my uh, best show ever based on some of your comments. I appreciate that, considering I was... A little under the weather, but it felt pretty good. And also, I have a special on Fox Nation, canceled in the USA this week. I'll show you some promos for that tomorrow, all about these people who've been canceled, including Dr. McCullough. So if you got Fox Nation, check that out. But let's get to uh, Rogan first. The Joe Rogan fight is a red line, ladies and gentlemen. There is a lot going on behind the scenes. There are some very serious allegations that this was a professionally put together hit job done by leftist operatives to take out Joe Rogan before the election because he speaks to 11 million impressionable people every day who want the full story. And I don't mean impressionable in a bad way. I mean, they're open to new ideas. I don't mean impressionable in the way the lefties are impressionable and that they listen to every word out of Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden's mouth. I mean, impressionable in that they're open. They're willing to hear new ideas. That drives the left crazy. If they don't have a monopoly on the conversation, they lose their mind. They wet their diapers. They start peeing themselves uncontrollably. That's what the left does. That's why they hate Rogan and they need him gone. There is growing evidence that this was a professional leftist hit job done on Rogan. Now, some breaking news over the weekend from the Daily Wire. Spotify claims that they're going to stand by Rogan while simultaneously the CEO taking a shot at Rogan and his content. Also, there have been episodes deleted. The Spotify CEO says it was Rogan's decision to delete the episode. Folks, I, I don't know who to believe at this point. All I know is that Spotify hasn't wiped him off the platform yet. I say yet because I believe it's only a matter of time before Spotify caves. Now, why is this happening? Because in some episodes years ago, uh, Rogan uh, repeated the N-word from quotes and texts from someone else, from quoting the text of someone else. 
So apparently dropping you know, the N-bomb during the show, even if you're quoting someone else, is grounds for cancellation. Joe, are you tracking here? Because we're trying to do a principles check oh, here, okay? Yeah. If you are quoting someone else what they said, and you say that word, you are out. It doesn't matter. The principles check, right? The left is saying you must be canceled. That's their grounds for trying to cancel Joe Rogan. Right. Here's Joe. Now, here's the clowns at CNN, Jim Acosta and the coffee boy, Brian Stelter. Here's these two goofballs, the third place network in a three-way race, a guy who has uh, whose ratings are worse, amazingly, in prime time, some of them, than my podcast, even though we don't even have a distribution platform um, outside of Rumble and the audio podcast. Here's the clowns at CNN pushing the censorship of Joe Rogan while claiming to be reporters. Reporters, I thought they, you know, they love the whole free speech thing. Well, you'd be wrong. Here, check this out. Jim, this is all coming to light because of the recent controversy about anti-vaccine rhetoric on Rogan's podcast. Some artists uh, decided to quit the service. One of them, India Ari, pointed out this video, this compilation video, and, and pointed out that the language Rogan has used around race in the past is just as or maybe even more problematic than his rhetoric about vaccines. We know Rogan's show is, is known for its fresh and, and frank and unvarnished conversations. That's why his, his fans like the show. But this compilation, this, this use of the N-word so many times in the past may be too much even for some of his defenders to bear. You know, Guy brings up a good point. Guy, can you redo the graphic for tomorrow, please? Stelter's back in the gold. The guy's just a humiliating, <laughs> um, uh, you know, empty-headed mass of a human being who really needs to put down the D&D, the Dunkin' Donuts, and start consuming some broccoli once in a while. Um, the guy's just a disgusting mess. So he wants Rogan censored for repeating what other people said in, in, in quotes and, and texts quoting the text of people who dropped the uh, the N-word there. Okay, um, so that's supposedly Brian Stelter. We all know Brian Stelter doesn't have principles, including eating anything other than French fries and donuts. Um, so if that's the principle, right, Joe, that's what they said. Uh, why isn't CNN being, um, being boycotted? Why isn't CNN being censored? Well, why would they uh, censor CNN? Because people on CNN, not just one, did the exact same thing. We always produce the evidence. Hat tip Tom Elliott over at Grabian. Uh, by the way, this is just a small sampling of the nonsense. And hat tip to Joe, Gee, and Jim for your um, <laughs> extensive <laughs> editing of this because this took a long <laughs> yes. time. Here's CNN, according to their own principles, who should be banned. They don't really have any principles. Check this out. I've definitely been a bitch. You are and and called you a nigger. Spick and we call a black man person. They didn't say the N word. I can't believe As when Donald Trump says his penis is distinctive. Yeah, that's a lot of microphones trying to ask us what the is wrong with us. I don't really give a damn. About uh, by the way, that that you can find that if you follow Tom Elliott at Grabian on his social media account, that clip is about two minutes long. Yeah, that's the N bomb being dropped on CNN. And he calls for them to be uh, banned, censored. Have the scarlet letter tattooed on their head? No, no, no. Of course not. Weird. Yeah, I'm listening to the calls for. Yeah, that's right. It just sounds like crickets. That's really weird. Thank you. Those are the calls for CNN to be censored. I'm going to explain to you why this is all about hierarchies of power. This is nothing to do with principles. Brian Stelter doesn't have a guiding principle at all. Um, the guy is probably the most hated man in media, even by people at his own network calling for him to be censored. Which is ironic that we're not, because I just don't care what happens to Brian Stelter. So. Apparently, things like blackface, 
um, and dropping the N-bomb are grounds to be censored, canceled, and deplatformed. So uh, what about uh, what about old hop-along Howard Stern? Hat tip Mike Cernovich on Twitter pointed this out. Here is a screenshot of an old skit, if you want to call it that, Howard Stern did with Sher- Sherman Helmsley. Uh, and he did the, uh, the, the, look at him, in blackface. Howard Stern, who's uh, the N-words appeared on his show many times. Why isn't he being canceled? The answer is, again, because this has absolutely nothing to do with principles. Howard Stern is now a full-blown leftist. I assure you if Howard Stern had uh, endorsed Donald Trump's presidency or had endorsed Republican ideas like freedom of li- and, and liberty, Howard Stern would be on the hit list now, too. It has nothing to do with principles and everything to do with power. Moving on. So again, any utterance of the N-word at all is grounds for cancellation. Context be damned. Context doesn't matter if there are people who, and Rogan, by the way, is not a conservative either. That's the really crazy part about this story. Rogan's not a conservative. Rogan's just not openly shilling for the left, so they need him gone. So remember, no utterance of the N-word at all is acceptable. If you say it, you need to be canceled. So what about the young turds on the left? You know the young turds? They have a podcast, uh, you know, uh, Kank and, and the other folks over there. Well, Kank has repeated the word. Why are there any calls for him to be canceled? Oh, that's right, because he's a dopey leftist shill. So he's okay. Here, you doubt me again. We always bring receipts on this show. Here, check this out. Whatever. He canceled his weekend at Head Ranch. His ranch was called Head. and on it which is better or cracker it was apparently called oh you're doing nothing and being a lazy they were lovers it don't give a time to learn his lesson white crackers yeah does that mean that we can say black there will never be a now point out one of the guys on there the guy jimmy's an actual free speech advocate and i want to be absolutely clear here I am not calling for any of these people to be censored. I am not calling for any of these people to be banned at all. I'm simply doing what every responsible journalist should do and report the fact that there is a hierarchy here, that if you are a defender of the left or an attacker of the right, because those aren't always the same things, right? You are protected. You can say whatever you like. You will never be canceled. And the left will invent excuses to protect you. If you are a conservative or someone who refuses to attack conservatives, again, not the same thing all the time. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. If you are one of those two things, they will go find a reason to cancel you with or without context to what you said, no matter if you're quoting someone else or not. It doesn't matter. That means it's not a principle. It is simply. A power play. Why isn't Joe Biden being canceled? Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden, in this uh, quote you're going to hear, is quoting someone else who wrote a letter. But again, I thought quoting someone else and saying the N-word was grounds for cancellation. I, I thought that's what happened. I thought those are the rules, right? The rules applied to Rogan. I thought those are the rules. So Biden here was quoting someone else because, again, we're actually fair here, unlike journalists. Why isn't Biden being canceled? Oh, you doubt me that this happened? Should doubt everything. Should fact check everything. Real fact check, not like the leftist fact checking. 
Here it is. Here's the video here of Biden quoting some a letter that was written um, that uh, in, in a hearing. This is decades ago. But here's Biden. And notice no calls for his cancellation. Check this out. In a confidential uh, portions of your staff memo, they brought to your attention the allegation that important legislators and legislators in defeating the Nunes plan in the basement said, quote, we already have a mayor. We don't need any more big shots. And the court cited evidence of discriminatory intent on the part of other legislators. Now, again, I'm just asking a question. If any citation or repetition of the word, regardless of the context, is grounds for cancellation, then why isn't Biden being canceled? Not only is Biden not being canceled, they actually the, the, the leftist goons who claim to be media people like Tommy Christopher over at Media Height are finding ways to protect Joe Biden. Tommy Christopher, clown at Media Height who can't stop his own beclowning. Joe Rogan defenders have been circulating a video of Joe Biden saying the N word. Here's the full story. Notice that 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 same thing could be written about Joe Rogan instead of Joe Biden. Joe Biden defenders have been circulating video of Joe Rogan saying the N-word. Here's the full story. You could reverse that. You could reverse that, right? But notice he's not doing that, Tommy. Why isn't he doing that? Why isn't he doing that? Weird, right? Weird, strange how they're not. What about Snoop Dogg? Put this up last week. Snoop Dogg, the rapper. What about Snoop? He's performing at the Super Bowl. He's performing at the Super Bowl. Uh, he'll get a nice payday from new downloads from his songs after the Super Bowl. That's why they do this stuff, right? This is an article written by Phil Mushnick we covered last week about Snoop Dogg performing at the Super Bowl. Here's some of Snoop Dogg's lyrics. Any calls for him and uh, maybe him and Howard Stern can have a show together where they cancel each other. <laughs> Never going to happen. So Snoop Dogg and J5 have a song titled Police. Here's the lyrics, folks. All you... N-words out there. Take your guns that you use in to shoot each other and start shooting these B-ass mother effing police. That'll impress a mother effing N-word like me. He's at the Super Bowl this week, performing in front of America. Super Bowl. Am I calling for him to be censored or canceled from the Super Bowl? I don't care. You do you. If he was canceled, would I shed a tear? Hell to the F no. You don't like these rules? You can choke on them. Choke on it. You created it. You live with it. Now, I pulled up this video. Portions of it we've used in the past. It's from The Guardian. It's from their website. I want you to remember when Barack Obama said this is after, I believe, after his presidency. Now, he's a coward now, too, as he's been threatening or hinting and nodding that they're going to pull some stuff from Spotify, the Obama podcast or whatever, if Rogan isn't censored because they love censorship. It's kind of strange because after Obama had spent some years in the presidency, I think he started to realize this cancel culture thing was cannibalistic and was going to eat the Democrats alive, too. And he gave this speech where he actually, this is stunning. Keep in mind, he's done a complete 180 on this and is now a cancel culture censor himself, where he perfectly describes something I've, Joe Gee, we've repeated this a thousand times, how cancel culture will turn cannibalistic because conservatives are ignoring them now, right? And now they're turning on themselves. And you may say, well, why don't they stop? Why would they turn on themselves? Because they get gratification in it. 
Uh-huh. It feels good to them if your life is meaningless to finally have found power. You couldn't have found power by being the captain of the baseball team. You can't find power by getting a supervisory spot in your workplace. You can't find power in your faith by being a spiritual leader because no leader because nobody likes you. So all of a sudden you're on Twitter, you've got 10 followers and you magically find a way to cancel these. But this is the whole story behind the cat lady and all of them. They don't have anything else in their lives. This is all they have is what they feel is their ability to have power by attacking others. Obama, ironically, Obama describes this perfectly. Listen to this. It's about a minute 20. It's a little long. But the last 10 seconds are super important. As he goes after the cancelers, he's now joining. Showing you again, the man has no principles at all. Check this out. This idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids. And, you know, share certain things with you. And, and, and I think that one danger I see among young people, particularly on college camps, is Malia and I talk about this. Yara goes to school with my daughter. Um, but I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> that is, I, I, I don't know any other way to say, forget for a second that Obama said it because he's a total fake and a phony who's now entirely flipped the script and, again, done a 180 on this, okay? Forget for a second that's Obama. Just take the text and detach it from him. He is 100% correct. This is about power, both institutional and individual. Here's what I mean by that. Why is Joe Rogan under what appears to be now an organized political hit job against him before the 2022 elections? Because, folks, these legacy-holding media outlets that had the power to change an election and change the public's mind for decades. Joe, you lived through this era, the Cronkite era. You were a little bit older than I am. Yep. They had near absolute power to dictate the national narrative. Outside of Rush Limbaugh, there was nothing else. No better person than Joe to comment on it. He'd been in radio uh, almost as long as I've been alive. Outside of Limbaugh, there was nothing. They had power. Ladies and gentlemen, that is real power. The power to change everything. That is power. That power's gone. It's gone. Nobody watches CNN. And MSNBC is a laughing stock. The nightly news, everybody watches it with a jaded eye. Just ask the pollsters. The pollsters, people tell the pollsters, we don't trust the media. People go to Rogan. They come here. They go to the Daily Wire. They go to Levin. They go to Hannity. They go to other Tucker. They go to other shows. And the power is dissipating, but also individual power. It's not just about hierarchies of power in that the media is losing its power and they're intimidated by Rogan, so he has to be taken out. That's what explains cancel culture. There's also individual power, and I just explained that. How these 
People with these meaningless, empty lives. A cat lady, her partner, Claire. They don't have anything. They, they, they find this, this gratification in, in the, them being... I mean, you, you need proof? Just go to the cat lady and her partner's Twitter feed. It's all about begging people to get on TV, you know, lying about successes they've had and canceling people. They don't, you understand they don't have any, it's their entire identity. Hierarchies of power that were in the past, mainstream media, all of us are completely destroyed. Now it's all of us, mainstream media. Hence the vicious fit, uh, fight back. I'll talk about more of this in hierarchies in a second, uh, because it's not just involving cancel culture, it's involving other stories as well. Let me get to my, uh, <clears throat> my second sponsor here. Appreciate your patience. The sponsors keep the show free and they want to talk to you. So thank you. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Speaking of hierarchies, the media hierarchy collapsing, they, 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 where they were formerly at the top of this power structure, you know, individuals inserting themselves at the top of the power hierarchy through their ability to cancel both, both people on the left and on the right. There are also narrative hierarchies as well. And narrative hierarchies, what I mean by that is any narrative that protects the left's conglomeration and collective, uh, collective power, their, their struggle for collective power is to be protected at all costs, no matter how ridiculous. So in other words, Antifa drops off a bunch of bricks um, to attack law enforcement at a rally. The media sees it. They know what's going on on Twitter. They see people taking photographs. Look at these bricks. Here's Antifa. You notice you never read about those stories? Well, I shouldn't say never. You don't read about them on the front page of the news. Oh my gosh, a, a terrorist group attacking American cities, having bricks dropped off and and uh, equipment dropped off and signs dropped. Where did all this come from? You think that would be a good journalism story, right? <clears throat> You'd be wrong. So drop off bricks and signs for the terrorists at Antifa. No problem at all. However, dropping off fuel, a fuel and food, fuel and food at a peaceful trucker rally for body sovereignty, liberty, liberty and freedom in Ottawa. Oh boy, yes, that's grounds for the police to come in and confiscate. The contraband? What's the contraband? Bricks? Weapons? No, no, no. Fuel and food. They haven't burned down Ottawa. If it was BLM, Ottawa would be burned down. Yeah, you, you don't believe me? Here, check this out. Here's video of the police in Ottawa who have behaved disgracefully this entire time. Listen, no one's been a bigger advocate in backing uh, my friends in law enforcement. But what's happening in Ottawa with the police department there, it's just disgusting. It really, whoever's running that operation there, you should be horrified. Here, watch the police move in to confiscate the uh, the fuel from the truckers. Check this out. So, in fact, yes, they are taking fuel right away from people as they attempt to fuel their vehicles. And, uh, 
people are surrounding the police, even though the police are actually being extremely calm and uh, cool about kind of everything, except for they're taking fuel, I guess. But uh, other than that, they're being they're being pretty respectful to everyone, considering they just got surrounded in like two seconds. There it is. Video evidence is everywhere. See how the narrative hierarchy works? Drop off bricks and signs for Antifa as they burn down cities. <laughs> Two thumbs up. You're a real hero. Drop off fuel and food for truckers fighting for everybody's body sovereignty, these heroes. And yeah, you're lucky you don't find yourself in a, in a gulag. What happened, Canada? It used to be a free country. I guess you're emulating the Joe Biden model and trying to turn what was a formerly free country into a totalitarian hellhole, too. Now, truckers, uh, if, in case you missed the story this week, and I doubt you did, you all follow the news cycle as intently as I do. There was a GoFundMe set up to benefit these truckers. It raised upwards of $10 million. Well, what happened with that GoFundMe? GoFundMe, in conjunction with the Ottawa Police Department, I just showed you, and I'll show you that text in a minute, are again symbiotically working with the government, the government big tech symbiote, to crush free speech in a totalitarian manner. GoFundMe initially confiscated the money and said that they would hand it out to charities of their choice. Really? So you wanted to send money to truckers. GoFundMe says, no, that's okay. We'll take it and send it to who we want. Sounds kind of like a scheme to me. Well, that's because it is a scheme. Now they've since rescinded that and said they will return the money. Um, but you know what? That's worthy of investigation. That sounds like a scheme. And luckily, we have some good attorney generals here in Florida, Louisiana, and West Virginia. Just the news story you can find in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Three Republican AGs will investigate GoFundMe following the removal of the Canadian trucker fundraiser. Good move. Like how when the left's in power, they use their power to fight in advance for their cause. Well, our cause is freedom and liberty. Our cause is fighting against censorship and tyranny. It's time some other AGs stepped up too. Why is it just Florida, Louisiana, and West Virginia? Showing you again, this is a government big tech symbiote. Here's the Ottawa police just openly colluding with GoFundMe on their verified Twitter account. We want to thank GoFundMe to listening to our concerns as a city and a police service. The decision to withhold funding for these unlawful demonstrations is an important step, and we call on all crowdfunding sites to follow. Luckily, GiveSendGo stepped up and did the right thing, which we really appreciate. But here is a police department with the power to take your life and take your freedom, openly colluding with a big tech platform to steal money from people. And then when the public backlash was severe, they said, no, let's not steal the money. Let's only return it, but let's not give it to the truckers. Folks, let me tell you right now, they had no problem whatsoever GoFundMe with BLM. They had no problem whatsoever funding the CHOP zone in Seattle. This is a disgusting web platform. It's part of the big tech totalitarian Soviet symbiote. I would never in my, as long as I have an ounce of oxygen to suck into my lungs for the rest of my time on planet Earth, Give a single dollar to GoFundMe again. Yeah, that's a good point. He's had, it's unlawful damage. What's unlawful about it? I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. What's unlawful? Is it unlawful like BLM, like arson, murder, assault, like that kind of unlawful? I, I didn't see any of that. Kind of weird, right? Left that out. Good point. Really strange how they left that out. 
All right, we're going to do another principles check uh, coming up next year. Let me, you know what? Let me get to my third sponsor. I appreciate uh, your patience again. These good companies want to talk to you. But principles check, gerrymandering, right? Gerrymandering. The, the Democrats say it's rigging elections. It is. Really? Do a little principles check coming up in a minute. We'll see where that goes. Then we got a Republicans pounce. We haven't seen one of those in a while. Republicans pounce. We haven't had one of those in months. They've been out there. We've just yeah. been uh, busy with other stuff. What happened there, Gee? You all right? Oh. See, Gijo bounce up like something happened. Like it was like a, a ninja trying to creep into the studio or something like that. He was bouncing. He's like, no, I just had to get some water. He got to like, he scared me a little bit. I was ready to jump up and start doing some uh, MMA, like double leg takedown on someone, you know? So principles check here, folks. Just a quick story. So the Democrats say that gerrymandering, you know gerrymandering? When you draw congressional districts to benefit one party over the other. Now, gerrymandering is... Um, is a national pastime oh, to be yeah. crystal clear, but right, both parties do it. Got it? Because again, we do actual reporting here, unlike reporters who are disgraced to humankind, right? Both parties do it. The problem I don't I have is not with gerrymandering. The problem I have is with Democrats saying Republicans gerrymander, and therefore their line, Joe, is Republicans are trying to pick their voters rather than voters pick them. And that's rigging elections. It is really strange. Because North Carolina, which had a Republican-leaning map, just had their map thrown out this week. And the, and the North Carolina court, as you can see in the New York slimes here, says it, the GOP maps are unconstitutional. So to be clear, when a Republican-leaning state, which ironically is a Democrat governor, when a Republican-leaning state has a map that favors Republicans, it's unconstitutional. Yet when New York, the state of New York, which we covered last week, gerrymanders so ridiculously that Jerry Nadler's district crosses over like seven continents to get the voters Jerry Nadler needs. No one says anything. Here's CNN. New York completes congressional redistricting and likely nets the Democrats several seats. Weird. Weird how Eric Holder, Obama's disgraced attorney general, the second worst attorney general in American history after Merrick Garland. Weird how Eric, uh, Eric Holder's not speaking out. I thought that was a uh, rigging elections gerrymandering. Weird that happened in New York. No, it's strange how we haven't really heard anything, right? It's a hard reality again. These people don't have a damn principle in the world. This is nothing more than a power play. They don't give a crap about you or anything that happens to you. Anything. All right, coming up, there was something shady about these job numbers. I think the Wall Street Journal nailed it. That's why Friday I was very, very careful. Applying the Bongino rule, which I have to apply more. Even I get nailed by that sometimes. So that's why I held off on mentioning it in any detail. But before we get to that, we haven't done this in a while. It's time for Republicans Pounce. That's one of our, it's really a darn shame, Joe, considering all the work he put into that stinger that we don't do these stories more often. We've yeah. just been so busy with other stuff. This news cycle has been punishing me. Republicans pounce stories, of course, are stories where Democrats get uh, get caught in a scandal. The story in left wing media outlets you would think would be about the Democrat scandal. It's not about the Democrat scandal ever. It's about the Republican response to the Democrat scandal to make it seem like the Republicans are mercenary. And those stories always are often framed as Republicans pounce, Republicans seize. And it's it man, so it's an effort to reframe the story. So Stacey Abrams thinks she's the governor of Georgia is now running again. Stacey Abrams got caught with no mask at in a school with a bunch of masked kids. But keep in mind, the Democrats, the party of universal masking, they love it, right? 
So she gets called out. Of course, she blames racism because she's a total buffoon and a clown and everybody's laughing at her for blaming racism. And you'd think the Washington Post would be like, Stacey Abrams got caught without a mask while claiming to be an advocate for masks. Nope. Here it is. Republican seize, Joe. Seize. GOP rivals seize on Stacey Abrams' maskless classroom photo as her campaign calls criticism silly. So just to be clear, you're one of these uh, mask fascists, but the one mask, two masks, seven masks, masks everywhere, masks in space, masks outside, uh, masks while you're sleeping, masks in the shower, masks in the pool, masks everywhere, masks playing hockey, masks playing basketball, masks playing baseball. It doesn't matter. They don't wear masks. They're caught all the time. The stories are endless. And instead of calling them out, the Washington Post has to do a story again about Republicans seizing on the story. Proving my point again, they cannot ever tell the truth about the left, ever. They always have to be about the Republican response. So moving, I got a lot more ahead. I got a loaded show. I'm going to move fast because we got so much stuff to get to. So something shady, there's something shady going on with these job numbers. Folks, in the last week, in the middle of the week, the ADP job numbers, they do a payroll type service, came out, and the ADP job num- numbers were apocalyptic. They showed a loss of 300,000 private payroll jobs. There was a lot of traffic, which I said to you on Wednesday and Thursday. A lot of traffic, excuse me, in the social media space and elsewhere, indicating that the Friday jobs numbers that came out, the government job numbers, they would be apocalyptic. But it's something strange happened. The Friday jobs numbers came out, and it showed that uh, we added 467,000 jobs, which let me be, again, as clear as, as scotch tape. I hope that's true. That would be great. I do not want to see anybody suffer and not have a job and have to look their kids in the eye and explain it. Everybody clear? I know you are. I'm not one of these leftist lunatics that wishes misery on others. I'm an American, and it matters to me. And my fellow citizens matter to me too, just like they do to you. But something didn't sound right with those numbers, folks. 467,000 new jobs, yet private payrolls and ADP down 300,000? Well, the Wall Street Journal, I think, pegged what happened here. Here's an article from the 4th, right, February 4th. The wages of it, it's about inflation, basically wage increases, barely keeping up with inflation. But they say this. They say, who knows what to make of Friday's report on January jobs? The employer survey showed a blowout of 460,000 net new jobs for the month. Here we go, folks. But the numbers were skewed by major labor department revisions for the U.S. population and civilian employment. Oh, 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 they were. Weird how they left that out on Friday. Really strange, huh? Quote, without those changes, the job numbers would have declined. Add the complexities of adjusting for winter weather and COVID's Omicron variant, and no one should make too much of this one monthly report. You know what? Hold on. He brings up a good point. Let me switch. Yeah. It's a two-pager. Well, it's always a two-pager now. So much fun. Time for the let's go, Brandon Cowbell, let's go, folks. Brandon. <laughs> this cowbell don't work too well. I need a better cowbell. Let's go, Brandon. He says, let's go, Brandon. So just to be clear, now there's suspicion in the Wall Street Journal that they may have juiced the job numbers by changing the way they're calculated no. to make you believe a uh, faltering economy is not faltering. Strange, right? Makes you ask a lot of questions, doesn't it? Can you trust anything coming out of this government anymore? Same government that tells you all kinds of things. 
Masks don't work. Masks work. Wear two masks. Cloth masks don't work. Cloth masks work. Can you trust anything they say? I don't. I don't trust anything. All right. Let me get to this other story, too, in the Wall Street Journal. You know, one of my fears has always been, having been a former federal agent myself and understanding the power the government has to take your freedom, to take your life, to take your money, take your livelihood. The surveillance state has always frightened me, and it should frighten you too. We've been focused like a laser on this Pegasus program. This program was invented to basically hijack your entire phone. Apparently, there's been some reporting out there. The FBI may have looked into acquiring this. Folks, the surveillance thing, the surveillance state is the most dangerous threat to freedom we have. Them working with big tech to silence you is up there as well. What is the main difference between us and a totalitarian communist state? What's the main difference? There are a ton of differences, but what's the main difference? The main difference between us and a totalitarian state like North Korea is there is no distinction between the private and the public self. Does everybody understand that? If you live in a free country that's actually free, really, not just you know nominally free, you should be able in your house to watch a television show without the government knowing what you're watching. You should be able to close the door in your bathroom without worrying about someone spying on you or videoing you, right? You should be able to go out to a you know, place and private and meet with who you want to meet with without worries about government spying, as long as you're not breaking the law and they don't have a warrant, correct? That means you have a private self. You can privately sit in the house. I can have a private conversation with Guy. Well, not now, it wouldn't be private, but before the show and say, Guy, I think Joe Biden sucks. In a totalitarian, in a totalitarian state, there is no private self. Everything is public. There is only a public self. The government takes all those things from you. There are no private conversations between me and Guy. There are saboteurs and spies everywhere. You're never the private self. They monitor your computer usage, what you're watching, websites you're visiting, everything, everything. There is no distinction between the public and private self. That is the primary, number one distinction. That is why I worry so much about the growing government surveillance state. Therefore, I read this story in the journal this weekend, and my jaw dropped. The IRS wants facial recognition technology they can marry up with geolocation? A hard pass. No, the verdict is in, Joe. I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. Here. Wall Street Journal editorial board. The article is titled FaceTime with the IRS. They say, why does the IRS even need biometric data? Tucked into the agency's ID.me project, where they want your facial ID, your facial features for facial recognition, they have a document explaining that the agency, the IRS, will use the mobile phones that submit selfies, get a load of this one, Joe, as pieces of identity evidence, and that the quote, the quote, folks, the geolocation can be gleaned from mobile network operators in the event of an investigation into a user. Jeez. <laughs> okay, Greg. What could Guy says? What could possibly go wrong? The IRS now can glean your geolocated data. In other words, they'll know where you are from your cell phone when you start submitting selfies, and then they have the ultimate passport from your life, your facial features, which are going to be the key to just about everything you have held privately going into the future. Oh, it gets worse here. Where is this stored somewhere? Your geolocation data and your facial features? They say, quote, 
If you think tax audits are scary now, wait until the IRS can retroactively track your movements. The tax agency hasn't been clear whether or how it intends to share its facial and tracking information with other federal or state entities, including law enforcement. Oh, yeah. What if it gets stolen from? Then basically people have your facial ID characteristics, can use right. it. They have the geolocation stuff. Now, folks, think about this. Put this and, and team this up. Combine this with a story we've discussed many times in the past. The government's push right now, their study, to be precise, of a digital currency. In other words, forget paper dollars. Everything you do will be done digitally on your phone through a government-sponsored digital cur currency. Think about like a, um, a crypto that's not cryptic. The government can, can track everything you do. So imagine this now. You have a firearms business. Governments want, government wants to create a firearms list. Not only with a digital currency do they know every dollar spent at the firearms dealer, but the people filing taxes when they submit to get their information back from the IRS, not to submit, but they submit a, uh, the, the facial ID password to get the, the, they have to retrieve information. They now know where you live and they know your biometrics too. Does that sound like there's a public or private self there? No. Just checking, folks. So on the show this weekend, I do a segment called Unfiltered on Unfiltered. The reason it's called Unfiltered on Unfiltered is it's completely off the cuff. There's no, I don't know any way to say it. There's nothing in the prompter other than Dan ad lib on topic. So this weekend, when I had run for office in Maryland, uh, Maryland has, so, uh, the wealth disparities in Maryland, as Joe can attest to, are just incredible. Like you go from these, wouldn't you agree, Joe? You go from these upper middle class enclaves in the county of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. You drive just miles south or in any direction. Then you're in the city of Baltimore, which is one of the poorest cities in the country. And you're like, they're both Baltimore. Like, it's not a name thing. Like, what happened? Yeah. So when I ran for Senate and Congress in Maryland, if you had followed me, I'd given this speech about two Americas repeatedly. How we shouldn't accept that. How inner cities in America, this is our thing. We're conservatives, right? We're here to conserve freedom, prosperity, liberty. Those are good things we need to conserve. How is it that we, not you specifically, but the institutionalized establishment party haven't focused more on the disparities in these communities that have been led monopolistically by Democrats? Inner cities, Baltimore, St. Louis, places like this who've been totally left behind. They, folks, they don't live in the America you do. Yes, they live in the territorial jurisdiction of a country called the United States of America, but they don't live in the prosperous America you do. These kids have no shot. And it was a speech I'd given often, and I insisted on doing it on my Fox show. I shouldn't say insisted. They didn't fight me on it or, or anything, but I wanted to do it. And it was totally off the cuff. Now, the problem with doing a TV show that's complete, and Guy, you were here for the thing, so you know what I'm talking about. Can you vouch for me as totally ad-libbed? Yeah, thank you. As, he, as you can tell, he never lies about anything. That's what I like about it. It's totally ad-lib. The problem with that is my team behind the scenes always has to catch up. They have to play catch up because they have no idea what I'm going to say. It's extemporaneous. It's off the cuff. So in a rush to get stuff out, it put together a graphic and it just didn't, it was just totally completely wrong about healthiest cities in the United States. It was just totally, completely, almost comically wrong. 
Now, keep in mind, the graphic had nothing to do with what I said. Here's the text of what I said. So I'm going to read it again. This is the text of what I said. Remember, I'm talking about the disparities. And in my head is a speech I gave about two Americas, about, you know, Baltimore, the city of Baltimore versus surrounding Maryland, which is quite wealthy. So I said, and then let's not forget about health care either. You see some of the health outcomes in some of these inner cities that these Democrats have run monopolistically for decades. And you stand a pretty darn good chance of dying in one of these inner cities, far more likely than if you lived in areas where they gave a damn about people and their health care outcomes. That's absolutely true, folks. That's absolutely true. But it's my show. This graphic only made it on the first air. They fixed it during the, the re-air, thankfully. But it's my show. So the issue there has been fixed. I fixed it, I assure you. And to the viewers of my show, who, well, I don't care your political persuasion, to the viewers of my show who watch my show, we owe you better than that. Okay, it's simple as that. But it had nothing to do with what I said. What I said was accurate. And I'm actually kind of glad that the left has kind of had a field day with a graphic that was, you know, totally, I mean, comically wrong, right? There's a silver lining here and a big one. I hope it brings attention to the point I made. How black and Hispanic Americans and inner city Americans, white, Asian as well, they live in a different America. So let's cover it again. And maybe the lefties who think this is really funny that inner city Americans are getting screwed over and live in a different America than you do. Maybe they'll cover this part of it. And maybe we can kind of, for a second, just agree, yeah, he's got a point. This is one of the studies I used to cite, making my point that these healthcare disparities and outcomes in inner cities are entirely unacceptable. And they've been run monopolistically by Democrats. That's a fact. There was a study that came out of the University of Virginia a while ago. It was covered by National Review back in 2010. And I used to talk about the study on the campaign trail because it really, I mean, it stabbed me. It stabbed me bad. Think about this, folks. Medicaid, which is a government-sponsored, you know, liberal utopian program for the poor. Government will give you health care, right? Showing you how bad this is. And why poor people have significantly worse health outcomes. This was a study from 2010. I'll never forget reading this. I read the study. It is amazing. This is a piece from National Review by Avik Roy uh, covering the study. He says, now comes word via a large study by the University of Virginia that surgical patients on Medicaid, Medicaid, if I said Medicare before for you, Medicaid, Medicaid are 13% more likely to die when those with no insurance at all. Okay, hold on one second. Hold that thought. So post-surgical outcomes, if you're on Medicaid, you know, this liberal program to give people health insurance through the government, rather than other programs that incentivize free market solutions, right? You are 13% more likely to die than those with no insurance at all. Well, that's pretty bad. You're 97% more likely to die than those with private insurance. Folks, I... I I don't know which one of those statistics is more disturbing. That you're 97% more likely to die than someone who has access to free market insurance or that you're 13% more likely to die than if you've done nothing and had no insurance at all. I, what's worse? Any thoughts, fellas? Which, I don't know which one's worse. If you did nothing and had no insurance, 
You are more likely per surgical outcomes to, be, to have a better outcome in this 2010 study. Tell me again how there weren't two Americas. It gets worse. So I decided to help the left who thought this segment was, was funny. I can't understand why, considering everything I said is accurate. So I went to this website, literally called racism.org. That's the actual website. Here's a little cut from racism.org, proving my point about inner cities. The left doesn't seem to care at all. I want to read this to you. Please pay attention to this. In a 1986 survey, 9% of black Americans reported they couldn't get health care for economic reasons. Only about half of all blacks have private health insurance. One in five have Medicaid or Medicare, and one in five have no health coverage. Blacks are 50% more likely than whites to have no insurance, uh, no health insurance, and five times as likely to be covered by Medicaid. 40% of all Medicaid enrollees are black. The problem is exacerbated by the story the statistics do not relate. Blacks, particularly poor inner city blacks, have greater health care needs than whites. That's from racism.org. See how they get lost in what they find the hilarity of, again, a horrendously written up graphic, right? You see how that? Yeah, my show. That's fine. It's my show. It's my name on it. My show. But you see how they never focus on what I actually said? which is 100% accurate. So now we've covered the University of Virginia study from 2010. Some commentary from racism.org. Let's go to this PubMed article. PubMed, where you can read abstracts on scientific research projects. Let's read the abstract on this one. Primary care issues in inner city America and internationally. From 2017. Inner city patient populations are high risk for poor outcomes including increased risk of mortality. Barriers to delivering high-quality primary care to inner-city patients including, include lack of access, poor distribution of primary care providers, competing demands, and financial restraints. Healthcare issues prevalent in the population include obesity, diabetes, cancer screening, asthma, infectious diseases, and obstetric and prenatal care. Again, nailing the point home I made. So. Maybe to the lefty cancel culture lunatics out there, maybe you care to focus on what's happening in our inner city communities being decimated by, as I said, poor educational outcomes, a lack of public safety, a lack of healthcare access, disparities in healthcare outcomes. Maybe you want to talk about that. I may address this again on my show this week, just to stick it to them. They don't seem to care, do they? Again, going back to the beginning of the show, I thought this was about principles, right? Maybe cover this. Be kind of nice, right? Maybe you can get these folks some help, like I'm trying to do. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. A lot of stuff, a lot to get through, a lot to get through today's show. I'm 100% better now. Thank you. You can probably hear my voice, so thank you very much. I appreciate you bearing with my terrible voice last week as I recovered from uh, the Rona round two. Ding, ding, round two. And please subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. I'll see you on the radio show later. Thanks. You just heard Dan Bongino.